If you brought your Bible, go with me to Matthew chapter number 11. We'll start here and we'll see where we end up. Amen. We're going to just wade into something that I woke up with this morning and uh, just keeps growing in me as the day went by. So uh, Matthew chapter number 11, let's uh, start in verse number 28. Let me get my Bible open here. Matthew chapter number 11, verse 28, one of my favorite scriptures, I guess I could say. Of course, my favorite is the one I'm meditating on right now, but (laughs) Matthew 11, verse 28, come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I'll put more on you. Oh, no, no. I'll I'll give you rest. How many of you know the Lord's not a hard taskmaster? He's not a heavy heavy burden giver. I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you. And learn of me. There's the big word. Learn of me. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me. For I am meek and lowly in heart. And you shall find rest unto your souls. Praise God. And my, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Praise God. Now, um, you know, notice he didn't say come have hands laid on you. Now, I'm not preaching against that. You know better than that. But, but the, the, there's, a, there's a learning, there's a coming to God and learning that nothing else can take the place of. And that's what this is talking about. Come unto me, all you labor and heavy laden, I'll give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me. That yoke is a yoke of learning. That's what that is. And, and uh, learning to walk by faith, learning to do things God's way. So, um, we believe in, uh, other things that God does laying on hands and so forth, but there's no substitute for learning. Uh, you can be, uh, a plumber, but if you never really sit and learn about plumbing, you're not going to be that good of a plumber, right? Same thing true with spiritual things. You have to learn spiritual things. You don't know spiritual things just because you're born again. You and I have to learn spiritual things. We have to learn to cast our care on the Lord. Right? We have to learn to walk in love. We have to learn to be led by the Spirit. We have to learn the authority of the believer. Learn to walk by faith and all these things. And uh, that learning, he calls it here, being yoked up with him. In other words, you know, like two animals in a yoke. They, you know, this is old days. They don't do this much anymore. But you've seen this. Two, two, like two horses in a yoke or two oxen. They, they both have a, a side and they're walking together. And so he's saying, walk with me and learn of me. I'll show you the ropes. I'll show you how to walk in my blessings. I'll show you how to walk with me and do the word. Amen. And so um, really, uh, when you just come down to it, he's saying here that he's offering a life that is not a struggle. You know, you, you just look at that in the light of what I just said. Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden. Heavy laden, labor and heavy laden. Uh, that's talking about somebody just always struggling in life. Struggling to succeed, struggling to uh, overcome, struggling to not, you know, be swallowed up in debt or swallowed up in whatever. You know, um, so he's offering us a, a, a life that is not a struggle. I mean, I had that before I came to God. I, I didn't need that whenever I came to God. I needed somebody to help me not to live that way. And he's offering that. He's offering a life without struggle. He's offering, I mean, he even says it here, he's offering an easy life. Now, that doesn't mean things don't oppose us. That doesn't mean the enemy doesn't you know, because the Bible says he walks about as a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour, right? So he does come. He does oppose us. But if we learn to do the word correctly, uh, we won't struggle when he comes. It won't be difficult. You know, you hear people say, Christians, they'll say things like, I heard this growing up a lot. I don't hear as much now because I'm around a different group. But Christians, a lot of times, they'll say, you know, just so hard to serve God or just so hard to, to live the Christian life with all the culture around us and things like that. No, you're doing it wrong. If it's hard, you're doing it wrong. You ever, um, you ever gotten something, 
ordered something and uh, whenever you got it, it wasn't put together and you had to put it together. You know, whatever, the lawnmower or something or push mower or something. You know, whatever it was, or one of your kids' toys or something, some, some, something. Uh, well, I mean, when you first get that, those instructions out, I mean, it's just all confusing to you. <clears throat> but uh, uh, as, you, as you read the manual or however that, you know, whatever that paper is that comes with it, as you uh, look through it, take steps, eventually, oh, this is easy. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And if you order two of them, the first one will take two hours. And the second one will take 20 minutes, you know, just. <laughs> Why? Because you learned. Why? Because it was easy. But it, was, it, was, it wasn't easy to you because you hadn't learned. Am I making any sense? But as soon as you learn, you realize how easy it is. How many of you remember learning to ride a bike? I mean, when you first started learning to ride a bike, I mean, it was like, my goodness, why is this so difficult? I mean, you know, you're up there going like this and yeah. it just seems so hard. But once you got it, well, you just take off down the driveway and there you go. Yeah. Right? That's right. Why? You learned. That's the way spiritual things are. You can actually get good at them and they become an easy flow. That's what Jesus is saying here. Learn of me. My yoke is what? easy my burden is light if if life is difficult you you haven't learned that's absolutely the truth if if walking by faith is difficult you're doing it wrong and we do it wrong because we haven't learned right if prosperity is hard we're doing it wrong right am i making any sense tonight uh, and Jesus is offering us a learning. He's offering us a faith school. Amen. He's offering us classes in how to succeed in the life that he has, the abundant life that he has provided for us. He's offering you, you and I a carefree life. Yes. And that's one of the big things that makes things difficult is worrying, trying to figure things out. Go over to, uh, go over to uh, let's see here. 2 Corinthians chapter number 10, 2 Corinthians chapter number 10. You're going to pull on me tonight? Yes, sir. 2 Corinthians chapter number 11, actually. 2 Corinthians chapter number 11. Um, Paul said this in verse number 3. But I fear lest by any means as the serpent beguiled Eve or deceived Eve through his subtlety, so your minds should be corrupted from the simplicity that is in Christ. Say that word simplicity. The things of God are easy. They can seem difficult to somebody that hasn't learned them. But that doesn't make them difficult. They're just difficult to somebody who hasn't learned. And notice what he uh, <laughs> This verse has something very interesting in it. I fear lest by any means as a serpent begout Eve through his subtlety, so your minds. Underline that word minds. Minds should be corrupted. <coughs> Excuse me. Minds. That's, that's your thought life. Your thought life should be corrupted. Say that out loud. My thought life can be corrupted to where things. Now look at the context. Corrupted from what? Corrupted to where what is actually simple yeah. is very difficult. Yeah. Yeah. You know where difficulty comes? It's in our minds. In our mind. yeah. Yeah. Yes, sir. It's in our minds. Yeah. It's, not, it's not that spiritual things are actually difficult. It's that our minds that are not renewed with the word of God yep. thinks they're difficult yep. because our, our minds are here. Here he called it corrupted yeah. yes. from the simplicity that's in Christ. Corrupted. You ever... You ever uh, had a computer that got a virus in, a, in it somehow. They call it being corrupted. The, 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 the software was corrupted or something. Well, uh, everything just, what, what was at one time real easy, it's not, just, it's not easy anymore. It's just not working, yeah. Yeah. right? And so that's what he's saying. It can happen to you and I's thinking. People think, well, this is difficult or this, this abundant life is difficult or uh, living in, walking by faith is difficult. No, you're doing it wrong. It's not difficult. If God wanted to make it difficult, he could have made it difficult. But he didn't because of you and I. 
He knew we needed it to be easy. Yeah. Amen. 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 So uh, corrupted from the simplicity that is in Christ. Uh, things of God are not difficult, but our thinking can be distorted by the enemy to where we think and believe they're difficult. <clears throat> Listen, if you've struggled in an area all your life, you can think it's difficult. But once you start, I've had this happen in my life. Once I started thinking right and started walking in the light of the word, all of a sudden it's like, this wasn't difficult at all. Why was I making this difficult? I was making it difficult. My wrong thinking was making it difficult. I'm preaching better than your amen. And so, uh, uh, and so, you know, Second Corinthians here, eleven, verse number three. Uh, he's talking about Satan's target. One of Satan's strategies against believers' lives is to get them to think that things are difficult. And let me tell you, there is a religious spirit that always speaks hardness to you. It's a religious spirit. Not the true, the leading of the Holy Spirit. It is the, a religious spirit. You ever notice religion night likes to magnify the struggle? It doesn't sound like Jesus is magnifying the struggle here in Matthew 11. Sounds like he's magnifying the easy flow. I said he's magnifying the easy flow. And he said if people are struggling or if it's difficult, they've gotten away from Jesus. Notice what he said. Come unto me. Come unto me. If, we, if it's difficult, we've gotten away from him. Well, somebody say he's preaching pretty good already. People need to uh, realize that religion makes things difficult. Jesus has an easy flow for his people. Woo. So, um, you know, as well as I do, that uh, the reason people struggle is because they're pulling their circumstances up through their minds trying to process things in their mind, trying to figure out how to do things. That makes it difficult. God didn't say to, to come into everything that, that uh, he has for us head first. He said, come in faith first. Come in faith first. Say that out loud, faith first. <clears throat> David didn't approach Goliath head first. He, he approached him faith first. Amen. So whenever he approached Goliath, he was speaking out of his heart. And he, he said, he's an uncircumcised Philistine. He never talked about how big Goliath was. Right? He never magnified Goliath's size or, you know, all the threats. He just said, you're a man without a covenant. And I'm going to take your head off today. Hallelujah. That's pretty big talk for a little 17-year-old stripling. Little run of a kid. But he wasn't talking out of his head. He's talking out of his heart. He didn't sit down and calculate. Okay, he's this tall and, you know, I'm this tall. And uh, that means his strength is twice mine or three times mine. Or He didn't do all that. He, did, he didn't go into it head first. He went into it faith first. He didn't struggle with the size. You know, that's what we struggle with sometimes. We think this is so big, there's just no way. Why are you comparing it to yourself? Comparing to how big it is to God. There's a lot of things that for us, there's no way. There's just no way. How are we going to do that? There's just no way. Except for there is a way. It, when you trust God. That's what God, that's what God offers his children. Things that they're not able to get into on their own. Praise the Lord. But if your mind is ruling you, you'll never get into these kinds of things. You have to learn to walk by faith and walk by, even when your mind is saying, I don't understand how this is going to happen or there's no way, or, or just, just screaming at you like that. You have to uh, pull that mind back into the arena of what you're believing. Amen. And stop struggling with it. Stop, stop laboring with it. Amen. All right, so I'm glad you came tonight because you need this. In Acts 16, Paul and Silas didn't struggle to get out of jail. 
You understand? They, they didn't struggle to get out of jail. They just simply brought the power down that was greater than anything they were able to do in their own efforts. They didn't struggle. They just praised the power down. And the anointing destroyed the yoke. Hallelujah. I said, hallelujah. We need to get a hold of that verse. In fact, go over there. Right, look at Isaiah chapter number uh, 27. Uh, or excuse me, uh, chapter number 10, verse number 27, Isaiah 10, 27. Don't let this verse ever get away from you. It shall come to pass in that day that his burden shall be taken away from off thy shoulder and his yoke from off thy neck. His yoke shall be destroyed. The yoke shall be destroyed because of the anointing. The anointing can do things you can't do. Don't struggle with how, you know, uh, there's no way and all of that. Just simply bring, do what brings the power down because the power can do things you can't do. It'll destroy yokes. It'll, it'll destroy poverty yokes. It'll destroy sickness yokes. Uh, mental yokes, bondages. <clears throat> My goodness. And so, even though it might have been there for, you know, you, you ever notice over in Matthew, uh, Mark 11, 23, Mark, Mark 11, 23, whoever say this mountain be removed and be a cast in the sea, shall not doubt in his heart, believe those things which he says, come past the Ohio, whatever he saith. You ever notice? He didn't say, whosoever shall say unto this bug. What do you mean, Pastor? A mountain is something that's been there forever. We call them everlasting hills. Right? A mountain is something that's, I mean, it was there when you were born. It was there when you die. It'll be there whenever the next generation comes. It's just something that's always there, never changes. But he said, faith can change things that have always been that way. Always been there. Always been there. Always been there. Always been there. It's always been that way. It's always been that way. I've not known every, I never have known anything else than this, this area has always been a struggle for me. But he said, Mark eleven twenty three said, faith can take things that have always been that way and change them to where it's not that way anymore. Hallelujah. 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 That's what the Lord said to me about this new face. He said, don't allow yourself, don't, don't allow the way it's been in the past to create an expectation of how it's going to be in the future. Praise God. Hallelujah. Because it's all different now. Praise God. Amen. I don't know where you're going, but I'm going into that. So, um, the way... You know, here it says, uh, the yoke shall be destroyed because of the anointing. Um, and the way you keep the power flowing is through praise. Because he inhabits the praises of his people. Remember that? He, he fills his, you, you fill your circumstances with praise, he'll fill your praise with his power. And his power will destroy the yoke and change your circumstances. Even if they've been there for the centuries. This is the way it's been in my family forever. What's that got to do with it? Maybe it's never encountered any faith before. Maybe nobody's ever brought the power of God to bear on it by faith. Amen. And so um, praise really is one of the things we need to learn to do to really get into some of these things and make what has been always a struggle easy. You get in the praise flow, you're getting in the easy flow. Hallelujah. Because you're not doing it. You remember whenever they came uh, over there in, in the Old Testament, what is that, Second Chronicles, I believe? I don't remember if it's First or Second Chronicles, chapter number 20, where it talks about three armies came against Israel, uh, you know, um, and those armies were much bigger than they were. And uh, remember, they sought God, and God said, you know, man, man, the Spirit of God came on a man, he prophesied, uh, you'll not need to fight in this battle. Remember that? <clears throat> the battle is the Lord's. Set yourself, stand ye still, see the salvation of the Lord. In other words, you won't need to fight. Well, if, they don't need, if they're not going to need to fight, well, then we might as well put the praise and worship team up front. Yeah, come on. Yeah. Amen. Amen. So they put the praise and worship team up front. And you remember what they, they sang and prayed, saying, the Lord is good and his mercy endures forever. As soon as they started doing that, the power came into manifestation. And they won a great victory that... that <laughs> was impossible. Yeah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Well, that's going to be hard. No, it was very easy. I said it was very easy. In fact, they didn't even need to lift up a sword or, 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 or you know, throw a stone. Yeah. 
Praise the Lord. I said, praise the Lord. See, what they did is they did Isaiah 20, uh, 10, 27. They, the yoke was destroyed, not because of their power, which they, they, you know, struggled to try to get victory. They didn't struggle to try to get victory. They brought God's power to bear through praise. Praise the Lord. So what are you struggling with? What are, you can get out of that struggle by praising him for the victory. Praising him for what his word says. Hallelujah. So, well, pastor, I thought we were supposed to fight the good fight of faith. Isn't there a, a struggle to the, to the fight of faith? You know what? If you, if you look at the whole counsel of the good fight of faith and you look at Hebrews 3, Hebrews 4, and, and many places, uh, talk, real faith is a rest. Real faith is not a struggle. You're not, you're not struggling to believe God or tr- struggling to get the victory. Real faith is resting in the victory that's already been won. Hallelujah. The struggle, if you want to call it a struggle, I don't even like using that word when it comes to faith. But the, uh, the labor, let's put it that way, because the Bible says we, in Hebrews 4, we labor to enter into rest, with the rest of faith. So uh, if there's any labor to the good fight of faith, it's to enter into rest. That's what it says in Hebrews 4. Let us therefore labor to enter into that rest. In other words, the enemy will oppose you getting into the place where you are resting in the finished work. He'll oppose you from being there. He doesn't like you standing there because that's, that's, you hold him in the arena of faith and he can't, he can't whoop you anymore. <clears throat> so he'll try to keep you struggling, try to keep you you know what I mean? Struggling, worrying, being anxious, trying to figure it out, thinking, thinking, how's it all going to happen? He'll try to keep you in that realm to keep you out of faith because there's no power from God there. There's only struggle there. And that's where he wants you in struggle. God did not, you know, call us to a life of struggle. I said, he did. we got to get a hold of this. Because there's a voice in the world always speaking struggle, struggle, hardness, hardness, hardness. God has not called you to hardness. He's not called you to struggle. Remember, his commandments are not grievous. You ever read that? His commandments are not grievous. The one translation, I think it's the Amplified, says they're not irksome. They're not grievous. Amen. So they're not, they're not something that, that we have to, you know, labor with. They're something that we just yield to. Amen. And uh, when you're fighting the good fight of faith uh, skillfully, uh, when you're doing it to the highest flow, you're laughing, not wrestling. Thank you for your enthusiasm. When the devil's throwing thoughts of fear and doubt and so forth at you, uh, and you just laugh at them because you know the truth, you're exercising faith better than when you struggle, struggle, struggle. I'm not, you know. Real faith is a rest. Real faith, it knows the truth and doesn't take the, take the uh, thoughts of the enemy that cause a struggle. Amen. No faith man ought to be struggling to go to sleep. I said nobody in faith should be struggling to go to sleep. Yeah, but I got so many things to think about. That's why you're struggling. That's why you're struggling. Just cast it over on the Lord and say, Lord, I'm going to bed. You got, you got things to take care of. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Remember Matthew 6, Jesus over and over again, several times there in that passage, Matthew 6, he talks about uh, take no thought saying, what are we going to eat? What are we going to drink? Right? Uh, And he talks about, uh, you know, taking thoughts from the enemy rather than taking thoughts from God. And when you and I do that, we, we enter into a struggle because those thoughts, the thoughts of the enemy are not there to create victory. They're there to create struggle. You know what I mean by struggle? You're laboring, you're worrying, you're trying to figure it out. What am I going to do? How, how, how? Uh, um, uh, and that's exactly, if, if Satan can hold you in that arena, he'll keep you out of faith 
which will keep the power of God from manifesting to bring to pass what you really want. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. So um, what this is here in Matthew 11, 28 through 30, this is an element of the, Jesus is describing an element of the life of faith that we as believers need to get a hold of. Amen. Uh, God has called us to a life of, of carefree living. This is part of the abundant life. You're not living the abundant life if you've got all kinds of things, but you're full of worry and anxiety. You're not living the abundant life. Amen. God wants you blessed, but no care and no worry. No struggle. No, no, well, what if I lose it all? No, that's not God's plan for you. God's plan is that, that we uh, live worry-free. Hallelujah. <clears throat> tell, your li- tell your neighbor, worry-free, that's the life for me. Amen. Hallelujah. Well, can I do that? Is it legal to, for me not to worry? Not only is it legal, it's a command. Well, what am I going to do if I don't worry? Well, you're going to get some rest. Uh, you're going to get your joy back. Praise God. Hallelujah. That's, our Christians ought to be the most joyful people on the planet. <laughs> Praise the Lord. So I like to paraphrase Matthew 11, 20, 28 through 30. This is the Pastor J paraphrase. <clears throat> Come unto me, all you who are struggling and working hard under the burden of care, worry, and anxiety to accomplish the results you desire. Come unto me, and I'll give you rest. I'll give you rest. Hallelujah. Praise be to God. Hallelujah. God wants to do so many things for his people, but he has to get us out of this struggle, this worry, struggle, you know, fretting, anxious lifestyle. And, uh, you know, but that, that, keeps, that sort of keeps it in our hands rather than putting it in his hands. You ever had a child... You know, one of your children, they're, they're learning to tie their shoe or something, and uh, they, they, they're not good at it yet, but, but uh, and so you're tying their shoe, and whenever they see that you're about to get it tied, yeah. they say, my, my, I'll do it, I'll do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Then they want to do it. Yeah. Well, they still don't know how, so they're going to get it full of knots, and, yeah. right? Yeah. Right? Yeah. Well, that's because... They don't know how to do it yet, and they're taking it out of the adult's hands to do it their own self, and they don't know how to do it yet. Well, that's the way we're doing with God sometimes. We're taking it out of his hands. Whenever we worry, we're taking it out of his hands. When we're casting our care on the Lord, we're, not taking, we're, taking, the, uh, we're, we're, we're taking the burden off of us and say, Lord, I'm trusting you to take care of this. You just have to get to the place in life where there's a lot of things you just really can't fix. But that's what this life of faith is. It's, it's really dependent on him to fix this or else uh, uh, this is not going to happen. <laughs> Absolutely. Praise the Lord. But he'll fix it. Casting all your care on him. For he cares for you. Cares for you. Tell your neighbor, that's you. He cares about you. Amen. So he really wants to do so much for his children, but he's got to get them uh, to take it, you know, out of their, their thought life, worrying and struggling with it. Amen. Um, there's a, there's a, uh, the, the Lord has dealt with me about this over and over again. And in fact, sometimes whenever he deals with me about it, it's like, I, I fell back into that again. There's a hardness that we take into our minds. You know what I mean by hardness? We take, we take the thoughts of difficulty. This is going to be hard. Who said that? Who said that? You got to ask yourself the question. Where did that thought come from? Well, that's the way it's always been. Well, that doesn't have anything to do with, with, with I mean, maybe that's the way it's always been because you and I haven't trusted God in the past. I mean, we said we did, but we were just really caring, worrying about it. Our prayer times wasn't really releasing faith. It was just a worry session. <laughs> I don't know who that's for. It's probably somebody back there, you know. 
It's just something we're worrying uh, to, to God. Uh, we're calling it prayer. Talking God, to, you know, telling God all the problem. He already knows about all the problem. You're not informing him of anything. Amen. Take the word to him. Take what he said to him. Hallelujah. Someone said one time, prayer is like a mirror on the earth. We just hold up God's reflection of himself back to him. He said, God, you said, God, you said, God, you said. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And so there's this hardness that can get into our thinking. Um, uh, and when those thoughts come, the Lord has taught me to immediately replace them with willingness thoughts, easy thoughts. Amen. Say that out loud. Easy thoughts. Easy thoughts. And this is not going to be a struggle. This is not going to be a burden. This is going to be easy. Amen. Well, you just don't know that, Pastor Jay. I do know that because I come to him and I learn of him. And he said, if I do that, this will be an easy flow. This will be an easy flow. Praise the Lord. So I replace thoughts of hardness and difficulty. You know, sometimes I've got to address certain things or certain departments or, you know, people or something. And, you know, if you're not careful, you get up in the morning, it's like, oh, I don't want to do that today. So you just took hardness into your... Are you still glad you came tonight? No, I have to learn to say, I am so thankful I get to bring something to somebody that will help them in life. And I'm excited to go, you know, help them. Amen. Rather than take hardness. You ever had some, Yeah, you ever uh, thought something's going to be real difficult and then it turned out to be real easy and you're like, well, why did I waste three days struggling with that? Yeah, you just wasted three days. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. No, anybody, everybody seems to identify with what I'm talking about. I've done that. It's like, well, why was I so anxious about that? Why was I struggling? Why was that hard? Why, why did I take that into my mind? Because it's an unrenewed mind. That's what it is. Amen. And so, the, actually, uh, things are not difficult, but... Uh, the hardness we take into our thought life produces the struggle. Do you understand what I mean by that? In other words, it's not difficult. It, it's the hardness we take in our mind that makes it difficult. Amen. I don't know if you got that or not. And that's not God, us, us turning everything that God said he wants us to do into a difficulty. How do you think God likes that? God says, I want you to do this. I want you to do that. And we go, that's going to be so hard. Oh my God. <clears throat> well, do you think it was easy for me to you know, go on the cross and have nails in my hands? No, no, it's, it's not difficult. It's that we turn it difficult. Don't learn to break yourself of that habit. Amen. I'm, I mean, just, just catch yourself. Ask God to show you whenever you start doing that. Amen. First John 5, 3, his commandments are not grievous. Amplified classic, irksome, burdensome, oppressive, or grievous. We don't take the, we're not irked whenever God says for us to do something. Well, I mean, if I do, you know, let's say he has us give something. Well, if I do that, where am I going to get the money? Or, you know, and then we start thinking it's going to be hard to get that back or whatever. Who said? Who's, where'd that come from? I said, there's a voice yes. in, the, in the world always speaking hardness yes. to you. Yes. It's always talking hardness to you. And sometimes it's talking from past experiences. But that's only because we had an unrenewed mind in the past. Things are not difficult. Amen. I can tell some of us don't believe that, but they're not difficult. Amen. By taking hardness into our mind, we turn something, uh, something we, we turn the things of God something that they are not. They are not difficult. Amen. So, anybody interested in the life he's offering? He's offering a life of an easy flow. <clears throat> Hallelujah. Well, I mean, if he's offering this easy flow, well, uh, you know, what if, what if I do it and it doesn't work out? Well, that's his problem. Besides, the Word of God will work every time. Yes, 
Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Now, uh, John chapter number 15, John 15, you know, this is the pair. Well, I called it Jesus is talking about, I am the vine. ye are the branches. You remember that? Uh, yeah, any man abides in me, he brings forth much fruit, so forth and so on. The whole, the whole, uh, 15 chapter is amazing. So much revelation in there, but, um, does, uh, when, when uh, he's talking about him being the vine and we're the branches, and if we maintain, some of the translations say maintain a living union with him or a divine connection, or uh, I like to say, number one, it's the new birth, number one, but number two, it's always keeping good fellowship with God. Yeah through his, you know, through spending time with his pre- in his presence, through his word, so forth. That's maintaining a living union with God. <clears throat> I think the Amplified says that, maintain a living union with me. I like that living. Yes. It's not something that's dusty or old, but it's alive. It's something that you're, you're living every day. Hallelujah. But he said uh, there, he said, uh, when you do that, you'll bear much fruit. Bear much fruit. So fruit doesn't come through struggle. It comes through connection. You ever heard me talk about, I grew up in a farm and there were apple, Pennsylvania is known for good apples. Uh, Wisconsin's known for good apples, but Pennsylvania is known for it. But we had a lot of apple, uh, apple orchards around us, actually on both sides of the farm. And so you know, we're very familiar with apple orchards and I never went back to the apple orchard. You've heard me say this before, but it bears repeating. I've never gone back to the apple orchard back there in the summertime and seen any of those trees back there going, uh, uh, boom, there comes, a, there comes an apple. Huh? They didn't produce apples by struggling. Right? They produce apples by connection. Hallelujah. That'll bless you. If you, get, you think about that, that'll bless you. I don't produce by struggling. I produce by maintaining my connection. The life that is in the vine flowing through me produces, not, not me struggling produces. Woo. Glory. My, 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 my. Hallelujah. Uh, that's true about prosperity. It's true about divine healing. You don't, well, I'm going to, uh, by his stripes I'm healed, by his stripes I'm healed. I people doing that. I see people doing that. By his stripes I'm healed. It's like you're struggling. I said you're struggling. Well, praise the Lord, Pastor. Amen. I don't know if you've ever thought of it, but that's a struggle right there. How about this? Oh, I'm so glad. I'm so glad. I'm so glad about what you said in your word. That's not struggling. That's just living in connection with the word. Hallelujah. See, people do things in the name of faith, but their actions betray them. It's really not faith at all. Praise the Lord. I don't know who that's for. It's probably somebody over there. The, the flesh likes to feel like it, it accomplished something. Am I in the right room tonight? It likes to feel like I did that. You didn't do anything. Tell your neighbor, now he has gone to good preaching. Amen. And, and between the flesh, who likes to feel like you accomplished something, and between that and religion, who likes to magnify the struggle... I'm telling you, religion just magnifies. I mean, religion even gets into things like you got to climb up this mountain on your knees, you know. And, and you see, they magnify hardness. That's not God's spirit. That's not the Holy Ghost at all. Are you in this room? Are you still here? That's, all, that's the way religion is because the devil wants you to struggle. But what Jesus offers in Matthew 11, 28 through 30 is the easy flow. Hallelujah. How many of you remember years ago, Dr. Dufresne had a vision and in the vision, he, he called it the, uh, I'm trying to remember what he called it, the, the river, river boats vision where he saw one, one boat. It was uh, people over in the, they were, they were on dry riverbed and they were, you know, stirring up dust and they thought the dust was the glory. 
And they weren't going anywhere because their boat is just sitting on the dry riverbed. Remember that? And then God picked him up and took him over to over where there was a river and there was a boat full of people just praising God. And uh, they weren't even rowing. The current was taking them. And it was taking them into the blessings of God. It was taking them into the move of God. It was taking them into uh, all the gifts of the Spirit. Amen. Amen. And they were just praising God while they're, while they're going. That's, that's what I think of whenever I think of what I'm preaching tonight. Yes, there's, there's, a, there's a group of people that, that are oh, they're laboring to try to get into something. But if they'll get in the flow, they get in the flow of the Spirit, it'll take them to places where others are struggling to get in. I don't know if you've ever, because uh, now that we're flying, it's, it's always interesting to me. You can have wind at the gr- on ground level. You can have a wind going a certain direction at a certain speed, but you go up a few thousand feet and it's going a lot faster or maybe even going a different direction, yeah. Yeah. you know? Yeah. And so uh, if you, uh, in an airplane, of course, you got a, a propeller and you're, you're, you got a mechanism to take you where you want to go. But if you're in like a hot air balloon or something, yep. which has no propeller, right? It just, it just goes with the flow. Let's say you're in a hot air balloon and you want to go west. Uh, but down on the ground, there's no west wind. Well, maybe you can get on the internet and find out where is there a west wind. And maybe it's up there for 4,000. Well, you don't want to go that high probably in a hot air balloon. But you know what I'm talking about. You, if you, you, if you want to go somewhere, get in the flow that takes you there. Get in the flow that takes you there. Hallelujah. And, uh, and you won't struggle so much. Hallelujah. What's the flow that takes you? Praise is the flow that takes you there. Flowing with the Holy Ghost is the flow that takes you there. Hallelujah. Faith is a flow that takes you there. Hallelujah. I'm just preaching myself happy. So there's a lot of times that people have listened to this wrong voice of of hardship and struggle for years, and they don't even realize that they're listening to a wrong voice. It's time to break that. Can Can you say amen? How many of you know it's beneath our exalted position? to always struggle. We're we're raised up to be seated with Jesus far above, right? And it's just beneath that exalted position to struggle. Amen? It reveals we don't know where we're sitting. Amen. We're seated far above. Amen? God's got something better for you than just struggle, struggle, struggle. You know, a king on a throne doesn't struggle, struggle, struggle. He just decrees a thing. Amen. He's not struggling to make it come to pass. He says it. And then he goes and takes a nap. (laughs) Amen. Amen. So learn not to be down in the battle. Be up in the victory. Stay up in the victory. What do I mean up in the victory? Seated in your rightful place far above. Don't go down and fight defeated foes. Amen. Defeated foes such as sickness and things like that. Amen. Stay up in the victory. Stay up in the praise flow. Stay up in above the struggle. I don't know if you've ever thought about it, but, uh, you know, in the boxing world, for example, um, you know, uh, they, 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 you know, let's, it's true in all athletics, in all competitions, athletic competitions, but in the boxing world, though, uh, a boxer will, he'll defeat a certain opponent and then he goes up in the ranks yeah. and now he's got another opponent that's of a higher rank, you know, same weight category, but higher, somebody that's defeated, uh, you know, more people. So he's got to fight another guy, yeah. right? Yeah. And so, um, once he attains to certain levels, uh, let's, say he's a cha- let's say he's world champion now. So once he at- attains that to world champion, he doesn't go down to fight lesser fighters. Right? Lesser fighters have to come up where he is. I'm not coming down to your level. If you want to whoop me, you have to come up to my level. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, amen. And that's the way you need to hold the devil 
you, you need to say, I'm not getting down there in a struggle with you, Satan. If you're going to oppose me, you're going to have to try to come up where I am. And where I am is seated far above. I'm not getting down there in that struggle with you. You know what I mean by the struggle? Figuring it out, taking his thoughts, worrying about his thoughts, you know, what, everything he brings. Or how am I going to do this? Where's the money coming from? What are we going to, you know, blah, blah, blah. that's just, that's down in the struggle. Amen. There's a, there's a king in the Old Testament that an enemy uh, tried to defeat him and couldn't. And so the enemy said, well, come down into this valley and let's talk it over. And he said, no, I'm not coming down to that valley. And the valley was, oh, no, oh, no. Don't come down to the valley of, oh, no. Amen. Stay up in the victory of, oh, joy. Hallelujah. Praise God. Hallelujah. Praise God. Amen, amen. Did you get it tonight? Did you get it tonight? I'm telling you, if, you, if you've been struggling, I authorize you tonight to cast your care on the Lord and be footloose and fancy free. Hallelujah. Stand up with me tonight. Hallelujah. Brother Hagin said pastors would come to him years ago. Whenever he was back pastoring years ago, they'd come to him and they'd say, how goes the battle? You remember him talking about that? How goes the battle? He said, I'm not in a battle. Not in one. You know, he's talking about, or the other pastors were talking about, you know, always, you know, worrying about, well, the Sunday school attendance is down and the finances are down and, you know, I'm struggling in, in finances and struggling, whatever. How goes the battle? He said, I'm not in a battle. Amen. Why? Because he learned to stay seated up far above. Amen. Praise the Lord. Uh, let the devil be the one that tribu tribulates. Praise God. Well, if I don't worry, what am I going to do? Well, you're going you're gonna to get some rest, number one. You're going to uh, keep your joy. You'll be more pleasant to be around in the home. Your wife will enjoy your presence a lot more. Or your husband. Amen. Praise the Lord. But tell your neighbor, we're going to have to learn this. We're going to have to learn this. What am I saying? In other words, it ought not be. I know people don't like this. I, I know people don't like it, but see, that's their problem. James 1. James 1 says this. People don't like it, but, but, but peace, people ought not to be able to tell when you come to church, boy, they must have had a hard week. Wearing it on our face. We might have had a, a terrible week. But we come in and, and it's not on us. We're not struggling with it. It's the devil that's, that's tribulating. I'm, I'm up in the victory. Praise God. I said, praise God. Why? Because I got all my care cast over on the Lord. Praise the Lord. This, this needs to be our lifestyle. Come or go. Finances up or down. You know, you know your wife is happy, not happy, whatever. <laughs> But, but you got to learn. Yes. Philippians 4.11 in the way translation, Paul said he had learned in whatever state he was to be independent of circumstances. Independent of circumstances. Hallelujah. In other words, you couldn't, if you'd have met Paul that day, you couldn't tell. Well, his last friend just left. The last, the last supporter just left. <laughs> couldn't tell. Independent. Independent. In other words, my countenance doesn't go up and down with, the, you know, people's faithfulness or the finances. You know what I'm talking about? No, my countenance is just even keel. Say that out loud. Even keel. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. So learn to live this way. I have learned. It's, it's, it's a learning. It's not something we know because we got saved. It's a learning that we learn. Praise the Lord. And a lot of times, uh, if you learn to stay in this, if you learn to, to, to not get down in the struggle, you know what I mean by that? If you learn to do that, you'll find out things were a whole lot easier than the devil was making them out to be. Yeah, they were a whole lot easier than the devil was making them out to be. Amen. Hallelujah. Especially with you and I out of the way. <laughs> Our unbelief out of the way. You know what I'm talking about? 
I mean, we're not down in there in unbelief, you know, giving the devil some fuel to, to, to you know, do his stuff. Amen. Hallelujah. Father, we thank you. We take this today. We take it tonight. We're doers of this. Father, we cast our care on you. We, we, we leave this place unburdened, unburdened by whatever's going on, whatever the devil's saying. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, we will not listen to that voice any longer. We listen to the voice of our shepherd that says, come learn of me this easy flow. Hallelujah. We are so grateful, Father, for providing this for us. Thank you, Jesus, that you invite us into a different kind of life than the world, than uh, those with an unrenewed mind. We choose this life. We choose it right now. We choose it tonight. This is our flow from now on. We live the worry-free life. We cast all our care on you, and we live light and easy in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name, amen. My burden is light, right? My burden is light. We're not care. How many of you know we're not the devil's pack mule? Everything he, every thought he brings to us, you know, every weighed down, burden thought, anxious thought, we're not the devil's pack mule to carry that around. Amen. We're the Lord's racehorse. Yeah, run, run with patience, the race. Run the race. In order to run the race, you got to lay some stuff aside. Well, if I don't worry, what am I going to do? Well, you're going to believe God. That's what you're going to do. You're going to act like the Word of God's true. Like, like the Word of God's true. Hallelujah. I don't know. I did it. I preached myself happy tonight. The more you walk by faith and the more, God, the more assignments God gives you, the more, the more you have to stay in the presence of God because if you get out of the presence of God, you can look around and you can say, oh, my goodness, that could fall apart. That could fall apart. I better get back into the secret place. Not worry about all that. Amen. Amen. Just let God work it all out. Praise God.